Hi there. A couple of days ago, the discussion came around to how much of one's salary one saves and in what all instruments. So the rules for saving are pretty straightforward and I thought I would talk about it today. It doesn't matter how much you earn. It could be 10,000 a month, it could be 1 lakh a month or it could be 10 lakhs a month. The rules for investment will always remain the same. 10% of your salary is what you save for retirement. And that's the rule. 10% of your salary has to be saved. Let's look at the other biggies. 25% of your salary is what is supposed to go for your home. It could be rent or it could be EMI for buying the house. Another 25% goes for your routine expenses, groceries, food and everything. 10% is what goes for your transport needs. It could be a car, it could be a car loan or it could be your bus ticket or train ticket. 10% is what goes for medical expenses. It could be out-of-pocket expense at the doctors or it could be your medical insurance. 10% goes for educating your children. It could be the school fees or it could be a college fund that you're saving up towards. And the last 10% is going for leisure. It could be a mobile phone bill or eating out or any other such thing. But although I said that 10% of your salary is what you save towards retirement, that's not all that you save. In an ideal situation, you should be saving 30% of your salary, 10% of which is towards your retirement and another 20% is for either real estate purchase or education fund. But a lot of how you save depends on how much you actually earn. So let's look at somebody who is earning just 10,000 rupees a month, which is really even below minimum wage. But a lot of people earn 10,000 rupees, it could be a driver or somebody else. A person earning 10,000 really cannot do any saving other than the 10% retirement saving. But that 10% retirement saving is a must do because that is what will ultimately propel him from a life of poverty to a middle class situation because where he saves make a lot of difference. It is frequently assumed that somebody earning 10,000 rupees is supposed to save it in recurring deposits, fixed deposits or bank savings. That is to some extent true. But the poor people who are earning such a low wage are actually the people who really need a multiplier effect on their savings to in 10, 20, 30 years pull themselves out of the situation that they are in. Especially if they are in a place where they really cannot increase their earning by increasing their skills. So if 10,000 rupees is your salary, 1,000 rupees is your saving. 500 out of those 1,000 rupees has to go into long-term equity related instruments. It could be a blue chip stock or it could be a, a large cap mutual fund. And it is this large cap mutual fund which over 10, 20, 30 years, if you look at compounding growth of these companies over time, 
would generate the kind of profits which are needed for this person to emerge from his current situation so frequently people think that it is the rich or the middle class who need to save but actually it is the people who have minimum saving capacity who require stocks the most the remaining 50% of the savings of 500 rupees should go into a savings account because that is part of the emergency fund which he would have to accumulate paying 1000 rupees as fees to the school and 1000 rupees for transport doesn't really leave you enough leeway for you to have sufficient saving to be able to do things like college funds or school funds or education funds or think about buying real estate but what is most important to see is that only 25% of your salary is supposed to go towards your home that means that his rent should be 2500 per month and that's the reason why people earning 10000 rupees a month are forced to live in jugis because that's all you can get for 2500 a month the corollary of that is people earning so little should be living in the small towns and villages where rent of 2500 can fetch you a decent home and they really should not be coming to cities for employment they should be employed where they are if you are in a middle class and you are earning about 1 lakh per month then the things become a little easier 10% goes towards your retirement which by and large for a middle class person i would say ppf is the best option for this kind of saving so a ppf requires very prolonged accumulation time just like equity also requires very prolonged accumulation time so if the accumulation time for equity is 30 to 40 years for fixed income including tax free ppf the accumulation time should be equally long but the strategy towards provident fund accumulation is that in the early part of your life between the ages of 20 to 35 when you are earning and you don't want to risk your money because you have requirements for sudden expenditure like marriage children their sudden school education costing a lot those kind of expenses imply that you may be forced to use the accumulated funds if you put it in equity when you are forced to liquidate it its value might not be optimal therefore it is better to put it in provident fund so the predominant saving for a middle class person should be in pf but once the person crosses 35 at that time one can think of switching to predominantly equity because if you are 35 and your retirement age is say 60 it still leaves you 25 years when you will be able to sufficiently accumulate a corpus which can multiply with stock market returns over time 10% of your 30% salary definitely you should be saving 30% everything i am telling is post tax by the way so 10% of that goes into a college fund for your child and that college fund should ideally be in a mix of mutual funds which would initially be large cap equity oriented but switching to income oriented funds or uh, fmps towards the end of the accumulation period 
so typically a college fund is kept for 15 years so the first 10 years should be in equity and when the timing is opportune and the stock market prices are up you should switch from your equity fund to a fixed maturity plan so like a ladder you can purchase a fmp ladder which will mature when your child requires the money 10% of your saving is what you can direct towards real estate now 25% of what you pay from your salary should be real estate rent adding the 10% which you are saving that means that no more than 35% of your salary can go towards a house where you can actually live so if you are buying a house in which you yourself can live it should be just 35% it should be ready to move in it should not be a speculative investment in under construction flat and that's the EMI which you should afford what about rich people for rich people the assumption is that if you are earning 10 lakhs a month you really don't need to spend 10 lakh rupees to live decently and therefore capital preservation becomes more important if your aim is that you should have continuously an income of 10 lakhs per month therefore you should accumulate in fixed income sufficient corpus to generate an income of 10 lakhs per month so if you are saving say 5 lakhs out of that 10 lakhs per month you keep on saving it in 20 years assuming 5 lakhs per month of accumulation you will reach a corpus of 10 crores which will be sufficient to generate your 10 lakhs per month the extra amount is all that goes into equity so that's the biggie that i want to say it is the poor who need equity and it is the rich who need fixed income of course what happens is that because the rich have so much surplus they are able to take more advantage of the equity market and the rich end up becoming richer that's because they're greedy there's nothing wrong with managing your funds well but the principles of management would be that for rich people a predominant saving should be in fixed income so that your capital is well preserved and a minor component say one third of your savings should be directed towards equity and the real estate should really not form a major part of your investment but at the end of the day it really doesn't matter how a rich person saves as long as he saves he can save it in real estate he can save it in stocks he can save it in bonds it doesn't matter regardless of that he's rich the only problem is if you don't save at all sometimes we find that there are people who have this problem they earn in lakhs they spend in multiple lakhs or they spend in crores and they become impoverished over a period of time when their earning capacity suddenly comes down frequently seen in western countries with actors and uh, music stars and uh, sports stars if your income is as much as 10 lakhs per month then a good way for you to invest is if the rate of return in tax-free long-term bonds is more than six to seven percent you may as well save them in the bonds 
but if the returns like currently are less than that if there is only 5% or 4% tax free returns from bonds you are better off with large cap stocks but when the interest rate goes back above 7% real return post tax you should switch from equity back into debt and the predominant corpus regardless should stay in really long term debt instruments which you purchased when the rate of uh, interest was very high so right now there are 20 year tax free bonds which came out 10 years ago they're still running which would be fetching you 8-9% return and they would be tax free and those are the bonds which you should have bought back in 2012-13 and all coming back to the uh, poor people the most important thing is that the 500 little few rupees which they are putting into that mutual fund has to remain untouchable for 40 years it has to be very clear in their mind that this is money they are putting away for their children their children they are able to give only 1000 rupees worth of education today but 40 years later when they are 60 years old and the children might be 40 years old their condition will not remain the same and it is this 500 rupees a month which they save in this large cap mutual fund every year every decades that is what will change the life of their children for middle class the 35% which i said can go into your uh, home should remain so for a short time only it should not be that you are paying 35% of your income for like 20 year loan if you are buying a home for a short period you can sustain 35% of your salary and you should buy whichever house fits into that from where you can live and commute to work or you work from home that home should never eat into your 10% retirement funds because that is vital nor should it eat into your 10% college fund because that's what will make your children earn even more and go to upper middle class from middle class and so the rules for investing are very simple they can be encapsulated in this 15 minute video i hope you find this useful Thank you very much for listening. I wish you a very good day.